Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm back. Nick the American is back. It's episode 13. We've got a action-packed show for you today. And if I sound a little down, forgive me. I'm going to talk about my kidney stone and my surgery. I've got a stint in. I'm not feeling my best. I'm going to explain what happened. But here we go. Here we go. So as all of you fine listeners know, last Thursday, I went in for kidney stone surgery. (sighs) So my doctor, Dr. Dong, and I, I swear to you that is her name. That is her name. She's a young Asian lady, and her name is Dr. Dong. My mother doesn't even believe me that... I was having surgery down there, and my doctor was named Dr. Dong. My own mother said, well, if you're going to get fake tits and your doctor was Dr. Tits, don't you think he should change his name? That's what she told me. That's what my mom told me. Anyways, I'm lacking enthusiasm already. Come on, Nick. Come on. I go in for surgery. I get prepped. I meet Dr. Dong for the first time. And Dr. Dong tells me that 98% of the time, the surgery is successful. She tells me 2% of the time, the urethra canal is so narrow, they're not able to get in and break up the stone. They're not able to locate the stone properly. They're not able to get in and break up the stone. So in 2% of cases, the surgery is unsuccessful. Wonderful, right? So... I have my surgery, and the first recollection that I have is waking up in the hospital, in the ER, and Dr. Dong's talking to me as I'm slowly waking up. And guess what Dr. Dong tells Nick the American? Hey, Nick, you're one of the 2%. And I'm so groggy. I'm coming out, you know, I'm, I've got, I'm under anesthesia. I don't know which way is up, which way is down. I can't say that I was depressed. I can't say that I was happy. I was sad. I was just like, in, in, you know, in a you know, partial coma. Okay. So here's where it gets interesting. So I've got this unsuccessful surgery. What does that mean? Dr. Dong tells me, you've got to do the surgery again. She schedules me for the 12th. Not right then and there, but I'm scheduled now for July 12th. I have to do this fucking surgery all over again. But I was only supposed to have a stint in for five doggone days. I've had a stint in since last Thursday, and I have to keep it in until the 12th. This stint goes from my kidney all the way to my penis. It's uncomfortable. I'm learning to live with it. It's painful when I pee. It and it's not so much the stinging, guys. I know you're probably everyone thinks it's you know it's your actual dick, and and that stinging is so bad. That's not that bad. About three seconds after you pee, it grabs you right in the kidney. You pee, it grabs you in the kidney, and it grabs you, and it grabs you for you know ten seconds, fifteen seconds. And I'm getting used to being grabbed in the kidney when I go to the bathroom. I got to a point. I mean, when I first came home, I did not even want to drink water. I was so afraid to pee because it hurt so bad. So exit Dr. Dong. I'm sitting in the ER in a bed. And I ask 
someone. Nurses, I presume, because I am out of it. I need to go to the bathroom. And here's where my day goes from bad to worse. Okay. They allow me, the hospital staff allows me to get up, walk to the bathroom, and go pee. I'm in a locked bathroom. I'm heavily sedated. I don't know what the hell's going on. And I need to be sitting down if I'm peeing. I have no idea what I'm about to be in for, okay? I'm standing up, and I begin to pee pure blood. About three seconds into my pee, I get grabbed in my kidney, and the pain goes from zero to ten, and I'm unconscious. Good night. Goodbye. I'm passed out on the floor. I hit my head. I hit my neck against the back lockers. I'm not even sure. We don't even know how long I'm in this locked bathroom unconscious by myself. We don't know. (sighs) I'm unconscious for 10 minutes, 15 minutes. I have no idea what's going on. My wife is rushed in. They've called her multiple times. They she gets to see her naked husband on the floor. They're trying to put me on a board. My wife's wasn't laughing. She's very concerned. She thinks I'm dead. She doesn't even know. She says they're they're putting me on this board and the straps are between my testicles and my wang and I'm just in a compromised state. I didn't sign up for this. I'm unconscious. Now I've been concussed. For the next several hours, all I do is black out. I can only remember small moments, literally 10, 15 second moments, and that's it. I'm blacked out. I have no idea what's going on. I Moments later, I have no idea I've even fallen. Okay, I'm being rushed back to get a CT scan to make sure there's no internal bleeding. Right, my day's gone from bad with a unsuccessful surgery to worse. I've been knocked unconscious for crying out loud. Well, I'm in and out of awareness. And one of my memories is a lady walking into my hospital room and point blank asking me if I'm filing a lawsuit against the hospital. I have no idea I've fallen. I have no idea why I had a CT scan. I have no idea why an ER doctor is looking at my CT scan saying there's no internal bleeding. No idea. Now I have a lady in my face with a tablet asking me if I'm going to sue the hospital. I had that vague recollection. To my recollection, I laughed at her and said, of course not, or or, no. I have no idea what she's talking about. I signed this tablet. From what I gather, from what I'm told, then my wife enters. And my wife and this lady get into a verbal argument. My wife is telling this lady, this is not my husband. He doesn't know what's going on. Whereas the lady then replies something to the effect of, well, he's awake and he's speaking, so it it should be okay. 
My wife demands the signature be retracted. She demands to see the document that I signed. The lady reluctantly hands it over. And we go from there. So I got double fucked at the hospital last week. I had an unsuccessful surgery. I'm one of the 2%. No, I'm not one of I'm not a billionaire. I wish I was. Not that kind of 2% or millionaire. I'm one of the 2% that canal is so damn narrow they couldn't break up the stone. And then I get knocked unconscious. I never should have been in that damn bathroom by myself. You literally, I would have fainted 10 times out of 10 times. If you take me post-surgery under anesthesia with a stint in from my fucking kidney to my penis and let me stand up and pee. Pain is relative. They always, it's the one to 10 scale. Well, what's your pain? What's your pain? What's your pain? Well, I got news for you. I'm a tough dude. When you hit a 10 in pain, there is no coping. You're out. You're done. Lights out. Then I got bullied by some lady. And I'm not a Sue happy person at all. But I really, I really want to meet this woman face to face. I am blacked out. I am fucked up. I have no idea what's happened to me. And she's got a tablet in my face wanting me to sign over my rights. I felt I got bullied. The whole experience was absolutely awful. And the great news for Nick the American, the absolute wonderful news, is I I get to do it all over again on the 12th. So I have this stint in, and I can feel it in my kidney constantly. I constantly have to pee, even though it's just a little dribble. That's how that's what the stint does. It constantly makes you feel this burning sensation like you have to pee. So I'm dealing with it. I'm dealing with it. I'm dealing with it. Not happy with my experience at Valley Medical Center in Kent, Washington. Just had a horrible, no good, very bad day. So I appreciate all the well wishes. Everybody has been great to me listening to the show, wanting to know about my kidney stone. Well, the saga is not over. You're going to continue to hear about it until it's over. I was hoping literally this was going to be it. I'd have my stint out. I was going to pull it out live on air. I can't pull it out right now. I got to have it in until the 12th. It's got to open up that canal. What I don't know is, here's what scares me. What if I wake up on the 12th from surgery, Dr. Dong's sitting there and she says, hey, your canal didn't open up like we liked. What is the next option? What is the next option for Nick? I don't know. I don't know. I'm also dreading. I have PTSD. I'm going to wake up in a lot of pain. And heavily sedated, and I'm going to need to go pee. When you go pee for that first time, hey, hospital, inform your patients of this. It is, you have to be sitting down, otherwise, you're dead meat. But I need to be sedated even more because 
the pain in your kidney, it goes from zero to 10 and it's lights the fuck out. I have PTSD. I'm going to have to do that again. I'm hoping the hospital has a plan for me this time. Maybe that's wishful thinking. Maybe it's wishful thinking. I don't know. Fuck. The one positive. Here's the positive. I was on light duty, laying on the couch, not doing anything, and it's it's a Sunday. This is past Sunday. What do I watch? There's drag racing on, the NHRA. I haven't watched the NHRA in a long time. I used to have a neighbor, one of my dad's really good friends named Dave Lukowski, used to race pro stock. We used to go out to SIR, our track in Washington, and it used to be an incredible time watching the funny cars and the drag racers, the pro stock, the motorcycles. It was awesome. You know, I was... Loved Heart Like a Wheel, Shirley Muldowney, Cha-Cha Muldowney, Big Daddy Don Garlitz, Connie Coletta. This is how I grew up. And so I got to lay on the couch and watch NHRA, and I had a blast. And I didn't know this, but there they go, flashing the camera. And Tony Stewart. We all remember Tony Stewart, the NASCAR guy. Love Tony Stewart, the old Home Depot car. Well, Tony's an owner. He's living his best life. He's retired essentially, but he's not retired. He's you know he owns car. He owns a couple different uh, cars, and one of he had two cars in the championship in the in the final heat, and one of the cars was a drag race, it, 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 the dragsters, and a lady by the name of Leah Pruitt is driving his dragster. He's married to this beautiful blonde who is Cha Cha Muldowney reincarnated. She ends up winning the championship. And I just thought to myself, good for you, Tony Stewart, living your best life. You're racing cars, you're managing teams, you're semi-retired, and your wife is just a badass drag racer. Pretty cool shit. So if there's a positive I could take away from being knocked up, down and out, with my kidney stone. It was on a Sunday laying on the couch. I sat and watched the NHRA and I had a lot of fun doing it. Good for you, Tony Stewart. Good for you, Leah Pruitt. You badass chick. I love it. God, I love the movie heart like a wheel. Shirley Muldowney. There's a lot of females in drag racing these days. That's awesome. In the NHRA. That is so cool. So cool. All right, enough about the NHRA and my damn kidney stone. Let me talk to you about my vocab. In particular, a few adjectives that throughout the course of my life I have used. At times in my life, pretty consistently. And I, and and maybe I'm too woke because I don't want to use some of these words anymore. But for a long time in my life, I loved these words. I used them all the time. So nobody be offended. I'm going to give you the words and I'm going to talk about a little bit about my evolution. And maybe you guys have words that you use or you have used that you moved away from, or you still use that maybe you shouldn't. 
the first word, the first two words are kind of related. The first two adjectives. God, I'm not sure if I was 15, 14, 16. I, when I started using the word fag or faggot. But I used it a lot. I called my friends fags. You faggot. I'd use it consistently. I would also use the word gay. You're so gay, dude. That's gay. My God, that's gay. So fucking gay. I would use the word fag and the word gay all the damn time. I'm someone who's pro-gay. It took Obama many years to come around to gay marriage. To me, I always said to myself, why should you take a political stance with whom you lie with as long as it's consensual adults? I was ahead of Obama. But here I throw around the words gay and fag like it's nothing, like it's absolutely nothing. Well, I think over the course of the last five to seven years, I've almost eliminated fag and gay. I, I, I have from my vocab. I don't use it anymore. I don't use it anymore. Maybe the, the woke culture's gotten to me too much. Maybe I'm just growing up. Now, I'm a parent of four kids. My older boys, they use the word gay all the time. They call each other gay. They make fun of each other. They're constantly calling each other gay. And I don't really step in. I just let them know. I inform them of my evolution with the, 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 the adjective fag, the adjective gay. And then they can make their own choice. Now, mind you, these weren't words I just used out in public and, and just threw around, but they were common words that I used. Over the course of time, I've evolved. Good for you, Nick. I learned. I thought maybe it might be offensive to some people. Didn't mean I dislike gay people. Not one bit. I've been on 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 the gay side of things forever. You do not take a political stand with whom you lie with. That's none of our business. At least, you know, I always took the stance that, hey, people that were anti-gay marriage, anti-gay, I'm like, they're adults. Aren't you glad they're getting off? Let them get off. Who cares how they get off as long as they're adults? Now there's one more word, and it is a favorite of mine. I've really cut back on using this word, this adjective. Retard. Man, Nick the American lo has loved in his life to use the word retard. Hey, yo, retard! Hey, yo, retard! One of my favorites is identifying socially retarded people. And, and, and this isn't a mental or physical retardation. I love it in a group setting when people are together and there is that social moron that social retard that and the thing about a social retard is they don't they don't understand that they're retarded socially they have no idea they might think they're the life of the party the smartest person in the room but really they're just an outcast they're they just do not understand social norms they cannot take the temperature of a room they're a social retard. Hey, yo, retard.
I've stopped using the word retard. And and this is the first time I've used the word retard on Nick the American. I was worried coming in. I like to label things retarded. And I don't mean any offense to the the, the seriously phys- the, the physically retarded, the mentally retarded human beings out there. I don't. And and I try to eliminate it. it it's a word I did not want to use on this show and I will not outside of this segment. I will not use it. But I've always been fond of it. I've always liked it. So, and I, I bring this stuff up. Are there words you guys use that you shouldn't use that maybe you've grown out of? I don't know. But I thought it was an interesting topic. Fag, gay, retard. <laughs> Only on Nick the American can we go from the NHRA to, you know, talking. Retard. So maybe you can be better. Maybe you don't give a fuck. But maybe there are words that you use today that maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you could evolve a little bit. You could. Hell, I don't know. I just don't know. So I thought that was an interesting topic. Maybe you guys won't find it. Interesting at all. Say, you know, go fuck yourself, Nick. How can, how dare you, Nick, use those words? I'm not a bad guy. Maybe this will be my last show. Maybe Apple Podcasts will cancel me. You can strike me down, Darth. I'll only become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Don't cancel me, because I will become really powerful. All right, Hunter Biden, ladies and gentlemen, cops a plea. He's guilty of tax evasion, um, illegally obtaining a firearm, or he's not, you know, he's a drug addict. He's not supposed to have a firearm. We've heard Hunter Biden is, is just the hotbed name for Republicans. The House Republicans have been investigating Hunter Biden. And and, and I would like to tell the House Republicans, and and I do not want to get overly political Republicans who are listening to this show, but but I, I have to a little bit. Please tell me, House Republicans, there is more to Hunter Biden than just being a degenerate. Please show, do you have the goods, the connections between Joe Biden Hunter Biden and some sort of fraud being committed, some uh, defrauding the United States of America. They're in cahoots together. They're working together for the benefit of Hunter Biden. Please show me this. If the House Republicans could show real proof like they said they had, we could get rid of Joe Biden fucking instantly. Come on, man. Please stand up, Republicans. Come with the goods. But here's the problem. Hunter Biden's a degenerate, sex-addicted, drug-addicted, got the Biden last name. Please tell me that there's more than just that. Please tell me, Republicans, you have something. You have control in the House, executive oversight. You have control. 
I would turn on Joe Biden in a second if he'd done anything Trump's done. Anything. I watched Democrats in the House have all the goods, all the evidence in both impeachment trials that no one watched. They had all the evidence. In the second impeachment trial, they had Republicans like Lynn Cheney, third-ranking Republican, standing up. Please tell me you have more than just Hunter Biden is a degenerate. We already know that. We already fucking know that. Hey, I'm I'm a Democrat who does not want Joe Biden to run. Show me he's done something awful. Tell me there's something there besides, hey, Hunter said that he would introduce this guy in an email to his dad. So what? And I have a question for House Republicans. I have a question just for people in general. The nihilists, the Republicans, the Democrats. So we have Hunter Biden. The House is investigating Hunter Biden. We found out he's a degenerate. No shit. Well, there was a guy named Jared Kushner in the previous White House. The president's son-in-law, the 36-year-old son-in-law. Trump brought him into the White House, called him the chief of everything. He was going to, according to Trump, remake, remake Middle Eastern peace. He was 36 with no political experience. Okay. Imagine for a second if Hillary Clinton, her son-in-law, Chelsea's husband, if she would have been elected president, and she said that her son, 36-year-old son-in-law with no political experience was the chief of everything, and he had an office in the White House. Republicans would flip the fuck out. Now, Jared's obviously much, much smarter than let's per se, you know, 100 Biden per se, okay? Much smarter. But what did Jared do? Upon leaving office, he hooked up with the Saudis, whom we were told, if you followed the news, if you followed the Drudge Report at all, we learned what a tight relationship Hunter, excuse me, Jared Kushner, the president's son-in-law, and the Saudis have. Well, they gave him like three and a half billion with a B. They gave his hedge fund three plus billion dollars to work with. And, and my point is, I don't want to go after Jared Kushner. I think he's a smart dude, right? I think his wife's gorgeous. I'm just like Trump. I want to fuck her too. God, my wife's going to get on me for that one. Oh, I'm sorry, honey. I, I mean, I was kidding. I was kidding. If she wasn't my daughter, well, you know. So Jared's done well. He's got a great looking wife who's distanced herself from the crazy. Jared has done the same. I don't want to go after Jared Kushner, but... If you're worried that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden during the Obama presidency, by the way, you weren't going to Joe Biden wasn't going to get shit through the Obama presidency for 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 Hunter Biden, by the way. If you're interested in Hunter Biden. And you think there's smoke there, wouldn't you be interested in Jared Kushner, too? We're not talking about a a measly million bucks or a little thing here or there. We're talking billions of dollars from the Saudis. I'm not saying to look into it, but if you're interested in one, I think you should be interested in the other. And Republicans, you have oversight over the executive. Why don't you look into Jared Kushner? 
if you're so interested and so obsessed with looking into Hunter Biden. That's all I ask. Be fair. The deal here is it does not appear they have anything on Hunter Biden other than he's a total fucking creep, a degenerate. That's it. What? And, and if that is true, if that is true, please bear it out that it's not true, House Republicans, please. If that is not true, then prove it. Evidence. Prove it. My goodness. Just you talk about the weaponization of the Department of Justice. Republicans, come up with some evidence. If there is some. I'm not a dipshit liberal who just lock, step, whatever the Democrats want. If Joe Biden and Hunter Biden are guilty of something, I want to know. And let's get rid of them. If Hunter Biden is just a dipshit, just a degenerate, then shame on you morons for all of this hype around Hunter Biden. All right. No politics. By the way, I will stop talking about Trump. I will. You know what I'll stop talking about Donald Trump? The second he does not threaten our republic. I'll be done talking about Donnie. No, I wasn't even talking about Donnie that much. All right. You know, does any has anybody heard of a show called The Voyage of the Mimi? Hit it, Scott. I bring up the voyage of the Mimi because there's this young kid. This was a this was a show back in the late 80s. Late 80s, I believe, early 90s, like 88, 89, 90. Maybe it was even made before then. But a young man by the name of Ben Affleck. Hi, I'm Ben Affleck and this is Voyage of the Mimi. He started his acting career. They're on a ship with his uncle or his no, it's his grandpa. It's his grandpa, and they they go whales. They go searching for whales. They find old treasure. It's just a really cool show. It's hard to find like a high definition version of it, but I was watching it the other day, and it reminded me of my sixth grade teacher, Mr. Galvin, Barry Galvin, and how he used to show us the Voyage of the Mimi, and there was this little kid named Ben Affleck, who we all fell in love with. In my sixth grade class, myself included. Well, over the years, over my lifetime, I have learned to really love Ben Affleck. He's landed Jennifer Lopez, not once, but twice. Him and his buddy, Matt Damon, they produce, they write and produce and act and star in a movie called Goodwill Hunting. And if you haven't seen Goodwill Hunting, you should. It's awesome. Matt Damon is an American stud. And I talk about these American studs. I like to. I like to highlight them. Ben Affleck's been an alcoholic. He still is. He's overcome that. So I encourage you to watch Voyage of the Mimi. Sit down with your kids. Watch Voyage of the Mimi. And this is where it all started for this Boston native 
this dude who's just dominating. He's running shit. I like people who run shit. Anybody who lands J-Lo, not once but twice, is running shit. Ben Affleck, keep it up, baby. You are in a just, just, just a great an American, just a great American story. And he's a liberal. He's a liberal. Doesn't mean conservatives need to dislike him. He is a sharp dude. You listen to Matt Damon and Ben Affleck talk politics, and you wonder, hey, why aren't you running for uh, governor of uh, Massachusetts? Either one of you. Go watch Goodwill Hunting too. Ben Affleck, stand up, you son of a bitch. Would you trade your life for Ben Affleck's? Maybe. Maybe. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. I tried to give you my umph with this stint in from my kidney to my my penis. I gave it my best shot. We t- I mean, we we talked about you know social retards. I, I forgot to talk about LSU football. Shit. Should I talk about LSU football? Or should we save that for another day? I will get to LSU football another day. We're going to talk about Les Miles and Ed O'Geron, two of the smartest football coaches. Go Tigers! Go Tigers! Shut up, Ed! Go Tigers! Shut up, Ed! This is my show. We're going to talk about LSU football. I'm actually really tired. I'm feeling my stint. Let me just remind you guys. All the different things we talk about. The variety on Nick the American. Do you know where I get that? Do you know where I learned it? I learned it from being an American. I learned it from living in the greatest country the world's ever seen, the United States of America. That's where I learned variety. And we don't all have to agree with what the hell I say. But we can all agree we need to learn more. We need more variety. Nick the American will always bring you variety. Because that's what Americans are all about. Everything I talk about, I learned it from you guys. I learned it from my country. Have an amazing 4th of July. Have an absolutely wonderful 4th. I love you. And I mean it this time. You tend to mean it more when you're hurt. Thanks for listening to the show. And go out and get yourself some variety. Until the next time, ladies and gentlemen, this is Nick, the American.